Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Whole lot to get to. Uh, let's start with the illegal aliens across the country. It's been a crisis, well, for years now. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it's a crisis in some major American cities. Yeah, because now it's affecting real people in right. New York. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the knives are out in New York, and this is actually kind of fun to watch in, in a lot of ways uh, because nobody wants to deal with the illegal immigrant crisis. New York City has been bussing people out of the city. And the state is now saying, "Hey, you got to stop that. You got you can't you can't just be sending you know migrants to smaller towns. You don't have the jurisdiction to do that. That's our turf, okay?" Mm-hmm. So the mayor Eric Adams has responded, and he says, "Hey, I'm the real victim here." What? Yeah, I'm the real victim here. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Just before we hear this. You got to tell me, this guy has said for a long time, we're a sanctuary city, correct? Well, yeah, and he he supported the idea of saying that, you know, all are welcome in the city of New York. We'll take care of them. These xenophobic, racist people in the South and Donald Trump and all this stuff. These these migrants are a blessing, okay? Yes. This is a chance for us to show what nice people we are. Huh. This is a national and statewide issue that has been unjustly dropped into the lap of New York City residents. We only make up... Hold on a second. Whose lap do you want it to go to, bud? Right. 0.05 of the land mass in New York State. 0.05. That's what we make up. Yet, we are housing over 99% of the migrants. Well, I, I thought New York had a brand, bro. Oh, buddy, that's right. Remember? Yeah, a few months ago, he's like, Kansas doesn't have a brand. Okay, New York's got a brand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it all comes back, doesn't it? Yeah, you're the greatest city in the world, filled with the smartest people in the world, right? Yes. Y'all can figure this out. You're not these stump-jumping rednecks in South Texas and Arizona. You can well, do it. a little it. bit later, we'll, we'll get to the people in Queens. They're not happy. Because they're like, hey, there's a thousand dudes here, illegally, close to the school. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of crime where some of these people have been. I know the media doesn't want to talk about that at all. Oh, buddy. I'm sorry, but somebody's got to go there. Maybe Hillary Clinton can go down there and say, hey, look, you know, diversity is our strength. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Immigrants make us stronger. Yes. I love that. That would be really good. Okay. Uh, I want to get to a piece of audio and get your reaction from this. Uh, Because when you first hear what happened in Maui, of course, it's tragic. And then you find out more and more, wow, there's a lot more that could have been done to warn people that these wildfires were taking over. And, you know, rapidly. And all of a sudden, they didn't sound the alarm in Maui? Really? And your instant reaction is what? What the hell's going on? Why didn't that happen? Heads need to roll. Yes. That's what I thought. I mean, honestly. And so the guy in charge, um, this guy's name, Herman Adaya. 
He's the emergency operations chief. He's asked, hey, do you regret it? And I want you to hear his answer and see what you think. Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I, I do not. And the reason why... And so many people said they could have been saved if they had time to escape. Had a siren gone off, they would have known that there was a crisis emerging. And as we know, so many bodies were found in the ground. As do you want, the him, do you want him to give you the answer? Or I do, do you want to well, then let him, finish the, let him finish his I'm answer. I'm sorry, there's a lot of people... Well, you're talking and you're not letting him talk. If you want to talk, come up here. I'm ready for the answer. Then wait. He's had enough. The sirens, as I had mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis. And that's the reason why many of them are found, almost all of them are found, on the coastline. The public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded. In fact, on the website of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, the firing guideline is provided. If you are in a low-lying area near the coastline, evacuate to high grounds, inland or vertically to the fourth floor and higher of a concrete building. Alerts may also come in the form of a wireless emergency alert. Had we sounded the siren that night, we were afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. And so that is the reason why our protocol has been to use WEA and EAS. Does that make sense? It, it, yes and no. Yeah. Because if it's at night, I mean, it's not like people are going to see a wall of fire and think I'm not going in or I need to go into that because they're telling me to go to higher ground. Yeah. Right. But but at the same time, I can kind of understand it. I mean, if you're in uh, many parts of this country and you hear tornado sirens going off while you're outside, what, what do you do? You're supposed to go inside and find a secure place to shelter in place. Well, yes. Yeah. If your local emergency management agency sets off the tornado sirens and you go into your house while there's a wildfire that's rapidly approaching you, that's going to get you killed. So I can understand that. Okay. As far as the guy resigning now and says it's due to health issues. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Is that the way to go? Resigning? Yes. I well, I feel like the, if he if he wants to live longer, yeah, probably. I, mean, I I think not the health issues thing. Just own it. You say, look, I think there were big mistakes made, and I'm not the guy to to lead this department moving forward. Yeah, I think he could even say, hey, uh, looking back on it, I don't regret it because this was the reason yeah. at the time we did this. But from here on out, if I'm here, it's a total distraction, and people have lost trust in me. Yeah. So. I can't lead it. I'm done. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think there's going to be a whole lot more that comes out about well, you know, all of this. Back to your initial point about the tornadoes and whatnot. When you hear them, you automatically think tornadoes. And you automatically, I think, you automatically go to your radio, your TV, whatever, yeah. to find out what's going on. Because you looked out the window, it doesn't seem to be affecting you, right? So you figure out what's going on. Why were they sounded? And, and you get that information that way. And again, getting outside and realizing there's a fire bearing down on you or you see a fire, or you smell a fire, Mm -hmm. would lead you to believe that maybe this is about fires. Yes. Well, in I mean, you would would seek information somewhere else quickly. So the other thing we don't know, as far as tornadoes, depending on where you're at in the country, if you haven't seen a tornado or it hasn't affected your area in, say, 20 years, and you, you know, hear it, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will check their phone to see, okay, exactly what is it wherever, a lot of people don't take it that serious. I agree seen that happen many different times because it can happen so many times and it turns out to be well 
not anything that's going to bear down on you, but it right. might have hit, you know, 10 miles right. away or whatever. Yeah. In Hawaii, there have been, you know, different times where alarms have been sounded where it didn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. And I'm not excusing anything from anybody's job on this. Not at all. But you're trying to take in all the information before you just rush to a quick judgment and say, oh, that was crazy. Why, why would they not sound the alarm? But at least alert me to the fact I need more information. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Tragedy, man. It is. It's so sad. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. Um, a lot going on with the presidential campaigns. I mean, we've got, what, 15 months easy yeah. to go. And there's so much talk about what's going to happen, especially with Trump and the indictments. And then Biden, because part of the time you're thinking, you know what? The Democratic power brokers really don't want him, but they don't know quite what to do. And they're kind of waiting it out. You're not quite sure. But then you've got uh, his apologists out there saying, oh, my gosh, he's gotten so much done. And yeah. he is so sharp. Oh, yeah. The, these are people who desperately need his help to win reelection. Senator John Tester. Democrat uh, says Joe Biden is absolutely mentally fit to be president. This was on MSNBC, and it made me laugh out loud when I heard this. Okay, roll it. When I've been around him, and that's not every day, but when I've been around him, when I've seen him on the news, he's absolutely 100 percent with it, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and he's got he's his, his recall his his. Uh, <gasps> Cognitive ability, whatever you want to call it. I'm yeah. not a doc. I'm a dirt farmer, but <laughs> he's he's fine. Okay, how can I, you say? I mean, seriously. Well, it, it's it's one thing to say, "Hey, just when I'm around him," because we right. don't know how those conversations are. But he also said, "When I saw him on the news." Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got a couple of clips here. Yeah, uh, like recent audio from Joe Biden just in the last couple of weeks. This is when he was asked about paying money to help migrants escape climate change. Oh, yeah. And the idea to begrudge the ability to do, for example, one of the things we're doing is we're providing for changing the environment, the, the, the physical structures in the countries which they come from. What? So they don't have, so they have better lighting. They have more secure, uh, for example, you have... Better lighting, more secure, for example, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, they can't play night games right now. Right, exactly. And there's a lot of Instagram models who need better lighting in order to get more clicks that's it oh you have all so many lead pipes all across america huh? and throughout the country you have 440,000 schools you turn on the water fountain and you may have lead in the water what does that have to do with the other countries people coming here well, and and there are i'll stop right there at 440 <laughs> <laughs> we can stop this conversation right there he's not with it okay no, he's not oh and i mean i don't know here's joe talking about renewable energy too Oh, boy. Here we go. The alternative is you get everything is better as we, we, we have the private sectors coming off the sidelines. 100%. Okay, I think I may have missed that one. Yeah. Did we get some Werther's mixed in there? Was he trying to get a mint turned over with his tongue or something? What happened? <laughs> Everything is better as we... We, we have... The yeah, that thing. What was that? Had you heard that before, Scott? Well, no, I have. This is new. Okay. This is a new tick. Oh, man, that's no good. The Werther's. Oh, stop. Don't do that. The private sector's coming off the oh. sidelines. I can't take it. Just Maybe an old man full of honey before yeah. it started. <laughs> Gumming up the works. I don't know. 
Oh, goodness. Sometimes you guys just don't want to see Biden's wins, you know. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which... Yeah, of yeah, course. There we go. He yeah. needed a mint on that one, too. Josetta Stone running okay. through there. Yep. Yeah, there absolutely he's uh, with it. I see him on the yeah, news, and there's no, no doubt about it. <laughs> yes. Okay, much to get to. Uh, did you see where the self-driving car got stuck in wet concrete? Mm. Oh, boy, that wasn't good. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that story. Um, and a Portland business opens up a secure beer garden. Whoa. There's a lot to get to today. Right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Everything is better as we... We, we have... The private sector's oh. coming off the sidelines. <laughs> Stop. Was Yellen with him? But did she give him one? Yeah. Yellen's... T- Janet Yellen is tossing Werther's originals in his mouth from behind the camera. Yeah, oh, and he boy. catches them like the popcorn you throw up in the air. Yeah. Gets under it. Ow. Oh, <laughs> golly. All right, can we get to the story of this secure beer garden? Yeah, well, it's no secret that Portland has been struggling with violence, crime, drug abuse, and homelessness. You know, all the hallmarks of uh, peace and love, liberalism run amok. Uh, yep. The downtown area is a shell of itself. It's really sad to see. Uh, but I saw this on KGW. Uh, they had a report about a new private project that's trying to get people to come back downtown. It's it's called the Midtown Beer Garden. They've reclaimed an old food cart area that was overrun with, you know, homelessness, drug abuse. Then a propane tank blew up, and, well, that uh-huh. was pretty much that. Uh, now they've got room for 27 food carts, a performance stage, and restrooms. It's also fully fenced in with two security guards posted at each entrance during opening hours. Gotta have it. That's good. But, I mean, it's like, it's sad that this is a good news story. I know. Because it shouldn't have to be this way. It should not. But uh, David Baird runs a business downtown. He helped launch this, and here's what he told KGW. All right. I think the concern just comes down to are people coming back to the city? It doesn't feel great to go into an office and have this amazing experience and you walk out and then you see this depravity on the streets. And so we just view it as this is our neighborhood. For us to enjoy our own space, we need to make the surrounding area good. I love that he's doing it, man. Yeah, Because it is, man, for all of us, it's easy to gripe and moan and everything or even leave. And I don't blame anybody for doing it. But for those that are saying, hey, I want to fight for this place that I've been for a long time and make it, you know, what it was, that's a cool thing. How long before racism creeps in? Well. Or other isms? Who cares? Well, KGW also talked with a woman who was there with her toddler. It was like, okay. Yeah. Right. I can really tell a difference in what's been happening, and I really appreciate it. I like how it's so enclosed and it's feeling pretty safe, and um, bringing her down here back to downtown has been really fun. You still have to park, and you got to walk to the area. And I'm not trying to poo-poo the thing. I'm just saying it's, it's sad that it's a good news story that somebody's actually trying to open up something downtown, but to do so, they have to fence it in. Fence it in, yeah. And yeah. have yeah. security, and I will say this to the, the idiot mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, you better yeah. have cops in the area all the time. Because all it uh, takes is one thing going south. That's it. And the whole thing's dead. Well, couldn't you hear that guy saying, well, I'm just not sure about those optics. <laughs> right. Well, yes. Yeah. Too bad. Of course. Yes. Anybody want to comment on the toddler in the beer garden? Anybody want to well, go there? It's more like an open-air food court. They See, call it the go. Midtown Beer Garden, but it's, yes. they've got it's restaurants. There's a stage there for performances, things like that. Were yes. you in a band called Toddlers and Beer Gardens once? Uh, I No, I, I subbed oh. in for a bass player on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. A little bit later, 
I'll get to a story. Uh, where did I see it? Wall Street Journal, I think, about how a lot of new parents, they don't want to give up their lives, so they're taking their kids to the bars. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. I sent it to you. Where? What, what's going on with that? Why wasn't that around when I was a kid, huh? <laughs> well, I don't think it stopped you a whole lot. No, but I never went into beer. beer. I, I never went anywhere where there was alcohol. Took her to concerts. No, I'm talking about myself as a kid. No. Oh, oh right. my daughter? Yeah, no, of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't want to go down that road right now. Yeah, she was exposed to debauchery at an early age. That way she Poor wasn't kid. shocked by it later. Yeah. Poor kid. No, gosh. It's okay. Oh, I mentioned the self-driving car. I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, a company called Cruise that's operating self-driving taxis in San Francisco. Uh, and this is, you know, one of the ones where there's been sex going on in the robo-taxis. Yeah. Anyway, um, well... A cruise car drove past some construction barricades. <laughs> so just when you oh, think, geez. hey, you can start to trust these things. Yeah. And it did get stuck in wet cement. Oh, boy. Yeah. The, the, par, the car was then pulled out and then recovered by cruise. Who do you ticket? <laughs> it would have to be the company. Yeah, wouldn't it be just a fine to the company? I guess. They need yeah. to start putting little decals on the underside of the tires like Elon was here or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Well, San Francisco just expanded the self-driving taxi services. There's another company called Waymo, which is owned by Google's parent company, Alphabet. And they're, they're rolling, too. So watch out for those. <laughs> it's a good thing they weren't filming the nasty in the back when it went into the cement. <laughs> they got stuck. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Uh, one of the things we got to get to is what Trump said. You know, these other people that are running, they should drop out of the race. No. Unify around me. Mm-hmm. Want to get your thoughts on that? That's, that's going to fall on some deaf ears. Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. that. I mean, and there's some pushback, too, mm-hmm. uh, to Trump on that, which we will get to. Um, something else. What are the worst TV decisions in uh, history? Like, worst decisions TV networks made oh. in history. Does anything come to mind? We'll hit it all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Trump said what? Uh, Donald Trump put out a short video yesterday to call on other Republican presidential candidates to drop out and and unify around him. Huh. Okay. Uh... Right before the first debate, everybody's supposed to just, yep, I, you know what? <laughs> Not for us. Forget all the millions of dollars we put into this. Great polls just out, leading by 40, 50, and even 60 points. Who expected that? I did. Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, all very strong, but also leading Biden very big. The sanctimonious is crashing. Perhaps the party should come together. People should drop out of the race we unify, and we beat Biden and the Democrats. They should be easy to beat because our country has never been in worse condition than it is right now. Thank you. Instant reaction, pull no punches. David. Well, I think it's kind of weak, but no. no nobody's going to drop out because of that. I mean, that it, it is what it is. Everybody, you know, you, you're not entitled to be the nominee, no matter who you are. And, and I think Trump, it looks like he probably will be the nominee. Uh, but, hey, you got you to earn it. Scott? Well, yeah, I mean, early on when Donald Trump announced, I mean, he was lagging in the polls, too. 
He wasn't the first choice. No, no, the leader didn't step up and say, everybody drop out and get behind me. No, that's not how the game's played. We've got a lot of game left. Right. It's not even halftime yet. The game hasn't started yet. No, I know. But, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, it has because you've got a debate coming up here very soon. I, yeah. yeah, that's kind of, to me, when it starts. Yeah. I mean, the polls now, I mean. But, I mean, the jockeying for position is already happening. Um, but it's, it's no, of course Scott. not. Scott! Well, you don't, you don't ask people to drop out. You, okay. you didn't drop out. You wouldn't have dropped out. There's no way. Yeah. Well, remember when Scott Walker was running for president? This was uh, 2015, 2016. So I remember someone predicted he was going to be the guy. It yeah. was his guy. Well, you he, remember who that was? Scott! <laughs> yes, it was. When Scott Walker dropped out in 2015, he actually did call on everyone else but the top two other than Trump candidates to, to drop out. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. It was like, we have to save our party and all that mealy mouth nonsense. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the other part, it's like it should rally around me. Like, people don't have time to do that. I don't know. Next April or May. Right. And I know some people say, well, hey, he's got all these legal fees he's got to pay. It's just going to save money. Well, that needs to happen. Here's the thing that at least in my opinion, very few people talk about, okay? And you don't have to go back very far. This this polling was done a few months ago. It, we know most Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run. Uh, right now, it looks like he's going to be the guy. But 44% of Republicans did not want Trump to run. Mm -hmm. I think people forget that. Yeah. Now, would you say what the other, what, 50% that absolutely Trump should run and they're with him all the way? But that doesn't mean every Republican voter is with him. Yeah. Now, will they vote for him if he's the nominee? Yeah. 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 But that doesn't mean they think he's the best pick. Yeah. And I think that gets lost in all of the reporting and people just have this thought of, well, all the Republican voters are, do they just want Trump? No, not really. That's not well, so much true. Let them let them voice their opinion. I mean, let's see, let's find out. Yes, and it probably, like David said, it will probably shake out that way. Mm -hmm. no, but it's so hard well. to tell. But yeah. in the meantime, let's let's uh, let's have some other voices. Yeah, I mean, there are some things, and even people I know that are. It's got to be Trump. We're disappointed to find out that they're a good part of the staff that he had trying to help him with the last election didn't get paid. Yeah. Not not all that surprising. I mean, yeah, Rudy Giuliani had a handshake agreement to get twenty grand a day, yeah. which I seem, which I thought I I heard that number and I'm like, that's staggering. Twenty thousand dollars a day for what? But what? But yeah, and you could say, well, that's Rudy, and shame yeah. on Rudy for that. But then there was the story of Jenna Ellis. Yeah, I, I don't like how some of the and it's not Trump, uh, but some of the uh, the the surrogates or the people who are really trying to pump him up are are sort of mocking jenna ellis who was on the legal team and yes. all she did was try to fight for that guy for trump and then she took issue with the fact that none of the money that was raised for stop the steal or any other things were going towards helping uh the january 6th defendants and suddenly she became the, she became this persona non grata and it, it just it bothered me that now she's under indictment and she was asking for some money and people weren't donating to her cause and all the people that couldn't get enough of her a couple of years ago were laughing at her because now she's not part of the cool kids club. That because sucks. she endorsed DeSantis. Yeah. 
and that, a few months ago. Again, I, I don't know how much of that is Trump himself, but that that really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, like, she's done a lot of work, and now she's facing prison time for that work. And to mock her, to like just I, what do they call her, Jebba or something? Like, it's so stupid and childish. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, and the thing is, dude. And I know, you know, different people will say, oh, man, you guys have done a 180. Dude, I've said this forever. Like, if Trump offered you a gig, would you take it? Heck no, I don't want that job. <laughs> That's a no-win situation, dude. I think he did awesome things as a president, don't get me wrong. But to work for him, I mean, that loyalty goes one way. That's just the way it is. I think anyone that's going to go work for him kind of knows that, don't yeah. they? Oh, I think so. That's just that's just part of the gig. Okay. Everybody ready for what's your story? Yep, I think so. All right, yeah. This debate next week is going to be really interesting, oh, yeah. by the way. I, and then I think we'll know some more after that. I, Trump will still be leading, but anyway. All right. Going around the table. We do it every day about this time. Might not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. David, what's your story today? Uh, Arizona, a woman shot and killed a guy with a lengthy criminal history who was trying to break into her home last week. All right. Uh, Pima County Sheriff's Office, 43-year-old guy named Jason Magrum, had been a frequent flyer in the local court system, reports bearing arms, uh, with at least eight charges going back to 2006 for things like assault, disorderly conduct, and threats or intimidation. Also, he's a registered sex offender, uh, so there's no telling what was on his mind when he tried to break into this woman's home in rural uh, rural home southwest of Tucson. Uh, so she grabbed a gun, said, said I'm armed, uh, you better leave. Uh, he hmm. didn't believe her. She fired a warning shot. He didn't leave. Fired a second shot, and he did. Yep. Warning shot wasn't enough. No. To believe it. Yeah, I... Uh, I think if somebody, you, what, yeah. one of those, you don't have the guts to pull the trigger. Yeah. Kept wanting to find out. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. You, well, Around you, and find out. Yes, indeed. That's yeah. absolutely true. All right, Scott, what's your story? Um, we were talking about presidential candidates, and one that has uh, really kind of caught the attention recently of a lot of people and is moving up in the polls is Vivek Ramaswamy. You're a fan. I Well, I am a fan. Yeah, I'll go ahead and admit that. You and I were talking off the air. I said, I don't know if I'm really a fan yet. And you're like, you just said you were a fan. <laughs> so anyway, I'm a fan. Is that the way I said it? Uh, kind of, yeah. That's why I heard it, put it that way. Uh, the top 10 conservative commandments. He put this out. Okay. I like this. I really like this. This is something, you know, you keep with you. Here's what he put Ten out. Ten commandments there. as uh, a conservative. Conservative top ten conservative commandments, according to. All right, Dave, I love it, man. David's like, all right, what's this? Ramaswamy. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Okay. He put it out there. Number one, God is real. Okay. Number two, there are only two genders. Yeah. Number three, human flourishing requires fossil fuels. Number four, reverse racism is racism. Number five, an open border is no border. Number six, parents determine the education of their children. Number seven, the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Number eight, capitalism lifts people from poverty. Number nine, there are three branches of government, not four. Number 10, the U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor of freedoms in history. There you go. Okay. Now, I want to stand up when I say, yes! <laughs> yes! I, I want to applaud. I don't think David's the biggest fan. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with it, but I know why you like it, because it definitely comes across as a boomer Facebook meme. Oh, man. Golly. Wow. That's cold. Whew. 
a boomer Facebook. So what you're saying is, if you're not a boomer, this you don't this this is nonsense to you. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, it just it, oh, okay. it seems just kind of like boilerplate, whatever. Well, it's, I mean, he's talking about this stuff. The other guys aren't. Is anybody talking about two genders? I don't know. Uh, are they talking about everybody? That? Yeah, yeah, are they, they talking are. about God being real? I don't know. Are they? Everybody. Reverse racism is still racism? Everybody. I don't think you're right. I, I am right. <laughs> I don't think you are. <laughs> I could pour gas on this fire if you want to. Well, well go ahead. If you don't, hey, listen, man, if you guys don't like the guy, that's fine. No, I didn't I don't say care. I don't like him. I, I think care. I said yesterday, I like a lot of what he has to say. I watched the whole interview he did with Tucker on, what is he calling it? Tucker on Twitter. I watched the entire interview. I, he's rare, I think, as far as skilled in talking about so many different things on an intelligent level and seeming to really know it and come off as authentic. Now, maybe he's a great actor. Time will tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think, and I don't think it's just Republican voters. I think it's any voter. It's almost like if you start dating someone and it's like first or second date and you're telling all your friends, that's the one. She's the one. I'm telling you. She's incredible, man. Listen, you have no idea who she is after two dates. Yeah, did you did you see this? She wrote it down on a cocktail napkin. Uh, uh, Ten <laughs> Commandments for being a good girlfriend. Uh-oh. God. <laughs> you know. Okay. Wow, that I'm really going to miss you guys on this next weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Really? What am I going to do? What did I do? Nothing. You, you, well, you added gas to the fire. Well, I was going to play a clip from Vibe 8. Oh, okay. I mean, I could. Well, I'll wait till later in the show. We'll, we'll put this flame out for now. Golly. That's what makes it fun, man. Yeah, I know. I don't know. What is it? Again, before we totally leave this, I can't remember what it was. There was something he did that rubbed you wrong, that he he switches positions on stuff or something. Well, I, well, one, I mean, this guy was was uh, happily sharing articles by for, uh, Soros-funded publications like, I don't know, two years ago. And uh, he's a pharma tech bro, and I, I, I just don't trust him all that much. I could be wrong, and I can be convinced otherwise. I don't want to make it sound like I've just shut the door on the guy. But uh, yeah, he was he uh, helped fund Martin Scarelli, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just don't trust him all that much. Again, yeah. I can be swayed. I, well, can I don't be, work for him. I just brought this up because I, I like be, it. I can be Ramaswamied, okay? But I'm just very skeptical. I'll yeah, I, I would say from watching that interview with Tucker, if that was a first date, I definitely want a second date. That sort of thing. Like, yeah, I want to hear more of what he has to say because I think he is rare. Um put him at least in the top three right now. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, for my story today, I'll lighten it up a little bit. Um, some teens in Beverly Hills. This was part of a TikTok um, that went out. It was asking these teens, hey, what do you think, you know, like common people make as far as Americans and their average salary? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, these kids would know, right? They're they have an idea of what goes on in the real world, right? All right, roll the audio. How much do you think the average American makes a year? Maybe like 400K. How much do you think the average? <laughs> the average American? <laughs> yes. That one got David right off the bat. Wow. That's pretty good. 400K. Huh. That'd be nice. How much do you think the average American makes a year? Mm, I don't know. Maybe like half a million. Half a million? Who half a million. million. 
Well, it's Beverly Hills, man. What do you think that the average American makes a year? 90 to 100K. What do you think the average American makes a year? 200,000? 250,000? Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have no clue what's happening in the real yeah. world. That's and, just part of and it. And the sad thing is that's the class of people who wind up running our government for the most part. Man. I thought for sure you were going to say, and they're going to write it on a cocktail napkin. And they might. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> wow. And that's what's your story. There's much more to get to. Top 10 thing you can buy with half a million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, David. I know you got this story about the Ford CEO taking an electric truck on the road and got a little reality check. Looking forward to that. And a news update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, how did this go when the Ford CEO yeah. took the electric truck on the road? I, I, I'm glad this is actually happening. For, uh, Ford CEO Jim Farley is, or took a road trip and documented it on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Uh, in the Ford F-150 Lightning, the all-electric pickup truck. Mm -hmm. Um, And, well, he experienced a common complaint uh, during the cross-country road trip in uh, in the F-150 Lightning. Charging has actually been pretty challenging. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, it was a really good reality check of the challenges of what our customers go through and the importance of fast charging and what we're going to have to do to improve the charging experience. So like he had one where he had one experience where he tried to charge up at a at a fast charging station. Yeah. But there was a huge line because it's a popular fill up spot for a lot of people who drive electric vehicles, so he had to wait forever. And then he used a low speed charger that gave him a forty percent charge in about forty minutes. Oh. That's brutal, isn't it? People don't buy that. No. Unless they're forced to. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of the whole the game. point. Yeah, and I, I I know what he's actually doing. It's not a, it's not really actually trying to understand the product more. It's about it's putting pressure on the government, right? It, it's about promoting more and more electric yeah. vehicle charging stations across the country. Yeah, infrastructure. Yeah, that sort of thing. You know, it's not like I've read Rolling Stone magazine in the last twenty years, but I saw clickbait that said the fifty worst TV decisions in history. According to Rolling Stone, I'm like, oh, well, what are they talking about? And there were a few things. Remember David Caruso leaving NYPD blue after one season? Mm-hmm. His career went down the crapper until yeah. CSI, but not a great decision. Jimmy Bad. Smith thanks him to this day. HBO, TNT, Showtime, and FX all turned down Breaking Bad. Wow. Yep. Fox passed on The Sopranos. <laughs> it talks about Norm MacDonald being fired from Saturday Night Live for telling O.J. Simpson jokes yep. because... NBC exec Don Olmeyer was OJ's pal. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. And then you get to number two. NBC turns Donald Trump into a TV star with The Apprentice. Okay. That's a bad decision? That was a ratings monster. These people, dude, get over it. And they said, number one, NBC cancels freaks and geeks. That's the worst of all time, really? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, there's been a crisis at the border. It's like a broken record. We know it. It happens every single day. But it's becoming a bigger issue, especially in New York City, where you've had, well, people going after each other. you got the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, saying Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, is not doing his job the right way. He says, we're over flooded here. We can't do anything. we got to send them to other parts of the state. People are all ticked off, and now you got people in Queens chanting, close the border, for crying out loud. <laughs> right. Wait a minute, but I, there were a lot of people in Queens who were out dancing in the street when Joe Biden was elected president. Yeah, but they didn't know it was going to be coming to their door. <laughs> right. That's supposed to be Texas's problem, Arizona, those places. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's happening is you've got uh, a shelter that's expected to house about a thousand illegal immigrant men near an elementary school and senior center. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, there's a lot of times there's crime involved when you're setting up shop, especially when it's all dudes yeah. here illegally. Well, that's racist and xenophobic. No, that's reality. It's it's been happening. Yeah. And people have had enough. So you had protesters out, a bunch of signs, one that read, this is a national emergency, close the border. Another one said, my tax money is being used to destroy my neighborhood. Another, our children deserve a safe school. Because this Creedmoor Psychiatric Center, where the shelter is set up, is within walking distance from, well, several schools, including elementary and special education schools. So... Yeah, people are not happy there right now. Yeah. Yeah, it goes on well, and can't on. Can't they on. put them in daycares? The kids are gone by 6.30, right? Right. Move them in at night, and they got to leave in the morning, and they can come back. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not occupying the buildings then. I mean, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> man, oh, man. What was it, last week people were ticked off because they were setting up the tents on a soccer field? Yeah, yeah. on a soccer field. Yeah. Well, if you complex. get one in the tent, you get three points. Then <laughs> <laughs> you stay for three nights. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yes. Megan Rapinoe <laughs> didn't make it. Penalty yeah. kick missed. Big shootout for who gets the biggest tent every night. <laughs> there you go. Wow, what a mess that whole thing is. Um, meanwhile, you got Biden out there talking about Bidenomics. It's working. Yeah, it's working, right? It's working for it's, everybody. It's not. It, it's not. It's obviously not. And people aren't dumb. They they realize that their dollars aren't going as far as they once were. But, I, I mean, it's it's fascinating. I understand why the Biden administration would be trying to push this lie. It is fascinating watching their boosters in the media go along with it. The oh, way that yeah. they do. Oh, see, oh, jobs. How about yeah. jobs? No, there's more jobs than we have people that are willing to work. Yeah. 
I saw this little piece of audio. Uh, Chris Hayes on MSNBC, if you're not familiar, he's the guy who looks like the offspring of a garden gnome and a chunk of Play-Doh that fell in a pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, hey, look, you know, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, it actually did reduce inflation. Okay, this guy, not exactly a man's man, but I thought he had some form of intelligence, but no. One year ago today, the Inflation Reduction Act, the most significant piece of climate legislation in U.S. history, was signed into law. And Time out for a second before he gets into his awful lie and bad take. That was the whole thing at the time. As we were saying, this has nothing to do with inflation. This is green weaning stuff. Sure. Though you weren't supposed to say that. But no. now they want to change the name of it. Yeah crazy and there's a case to be made it's one of the most significant and successful pieces of legislation ever passed i mean just look at the name and then look at what it did in august of last year when the inflation reduction act was signed into law inflation was 8.3 percent one year later inflation is about 3.2 percent inflation was reduced promises made Promises cap. Oh my now, God! I can hear this all guy. the macroeconomics buffs out there yelling at your TVs. The IRA was a clean energy infrastructure bill with some uh, drug prescription pricing too. Dropping inflation had more to do with the easing of the supply chain issues from COVID and the decline in oil prices yeah. as markets came back after the invasion of Ukraine and the rate hikes from the Fed. Yes, that's all true. The way politics works is the president gets all the blame when the economy is bad, so they get to take the credit when the economy is improving. <laughs> So the Democrats, no, 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 dude, I'm sorry, but Biden never accepted blame for anything. Of course not. And you had people like Janet Yellen. We didn't understand supply chain We didn't understand inflation. All that nonsense. And two years later, prices are still 20 percent what they were a couple of years ago. So you're patting yourself on the back. We're still hosed from where we were. Yeah. Because wages have not increased along with the inflation. I almost said a bad word there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was going to be dip something. Yes. It, gee so whiz. The Democrats had this kind of stroke of genius last summer when they were Ugh. loggerheads with West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, the deciding vote, who was wavering on voting for the act because he was concerned about additional spending and what it would mean for inflation. So they renamed their spending bill the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, At the time, that was seen as a kind of cheeky dig at Republicans. But it worked. No. No, no, it's not a stroke oh of genius to lie. No, it's not. It's it's just lying, and nobody thought it was cheeky. The the administration was actually out there trying to say it would reduce inflation. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I mean, they were, that's how they were selling it. <laughs> of course. I mean, for crying out loud. Of course. Nothing cheeky about that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Okay, I'm going to ask, does that guy actually believe that? Or is he just, I, I, it's part of my job, I lie, I'm Chris Hayes? I think, I don't know. He, he's like a... You always wonder. He's basically the human form of uh, a, a diabetic chihuahua humping a Fauci throw f uh, pillow. So, <laughs> I look at that guy, and all now. I can think is, this is why so many liberal women are frustrated. Because they have <laughs> guys to pick from like you. Yeah. No wonder they're not satisfied. Okay, move on. Trump's canceled the big press conference. Yeah, yeah. So he was supposed to have a big press conference on Monday where he was going to once and for all put to bed uh, the idea that the 2020 election in Georgia was free and fair. He was he was saying, I've got the goods. I've got yeah. I'm going to prove it on Monday. Yes. And uh, his lawyers were saying, Don, don't do this. You're just going to make it worse for yourself. 
And so then he put out a statement now, I guess, last night uh, that said, rather than releasing the report on the rigged and stolen Georgia 2020 presidential election on Monday, my lawyers would prefer putting this, I believe, irrefutable and overwhelmingly or overwhelming evidence of election fraud and irregularities in formal legal filings. So let's fight this out in court. The news conference no longer necessary. So are we going to get to see it sometime soon, you think? I don't I don't I don't think he actually had a report. Oh. How dare you. The, no, the word was is that uh people in his in his legal team were like, "Wait, you have something?" And nobody really had planned a press conference or anything, and he just sort of threw it out there earlier this week that he was going to have oh. a press conference. Well, he was huh. going through his junk drawer and went, wait a minute, what is this? Right. Oh. oh. It's one of those things. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Who knew? Okay. Maybe Melania was, you know, taking stuff out of his pockets before doing the laundry, and she found it. <laughs> Melania doing the laundry might be the funniest thing I've heard all day. Boy, wouldn't that be something? She might do her own laundry. I don't know. She's been a... She's been very wealthy for a long time. Yeah. She was very wealthy before Trump, right? I think so. I, I mean, mean she's a supermodel. He doesn't yeah. do their own laundry, I'm guessing. My goodness. I mean, I guess if you were one of those people that decided, you know what, just to keep myself humble, I'm going to do my own laundry. But if you didn't have to do it, would you do it? Maybe mm. she's got the stacked washer dryer in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Doubting that. Oh. Okay. Oh, I mentioned this story earlier. I saw this in the Wall Street Journal. Um, don't know if you've ever thought about this, David, with a couple of toddlers. Um, but the headline was, babies are now roaming bars, clubs, and tattoo parlors. <laughs> says surging child care costs are one reason parents are bringing kids out on the town. Or, this, you, or you could just not go to the bar. Oh, for some people. Uh, I mean, think about Scott 10 years ago. I mean, that's I wasn't foolish. taking a kid with me. No, but I'm saying some people are thinking, "What? Oh. Not going to the bar?" Yeah. Well, what I do you mean? Went to the bar a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell the story of this one woman, Allison Mayfield, on the way home from the hospital, she stopped for a margarita um, and other drinks at a cocktail bar in D.C. And then the baby then went with his parents to some upscale eatery and slept next to this accordion player. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you start talking about, like, the nice restaurants, and you're bringing babies, toddlers there. Is that the thing to do? That's a dicey situation. Because you know what the other couples are thinking. Eventually, one of those kids is going to cry. Yeah. And the other people there are like, listen, I paid for a sitter for a night out. Not to hear that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is too, at least for me, but I'm I'm not, you know, upper crust material, but I I I kind of if I'm having a nice meal out with somebody, yeah. I kind of want to be able to enjoy the meal and not have to worry about. I mean, I love spending time with my kids, but I I don't want to be worried about, you know, refilling a, a a juice box or something, you know. Exactly. Maybe you need daycare in those places where you can just drop them off and <laughs> take like them up on your way out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, take a number. Well, Grandma Maud watches them while while you booze it up. Yeah, and some women are you know taking their kids to like the spa. Same thing, man. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. 
The one mom had mentioned had three rules. Wear headphones when playing on a phone or tablet. So they, they have these little, you know, headphones for little kids uh-huh. that they have them wear. Um, no snacks and no kids older than one in the room when mom gets a Brazilian or bikini wax. Oh, God. Okay, that's creepy to see, me. Yeah, come on. Okay, that's why I brought Forget it up. That. just want to see what it was. Mm. Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Just leave it at that. It, it does seem a little bit much. Yeah. I mean, I understand the price of daycare, the price of babysitters are up there. At the same time, there's appropriate places to yeah. take kids, it would seem, and then some are... You know, just not. Well, the price of booze and bikini wax ain't cheap either. Maybe you just kind of get that on another day. You can learn a lot of life lessons from a bartender. (laughs) It's true. And I'm a fan of taking kids places. I mean, taking them out. But but there are certain places you just kind of need to, you know, pawn the kids off on somebody else for a little while. Yeah, I agree. What is the story with this woman that catched... The, that caught, I should say, this guy, he was doing what? Dude, he was oh. sniffing her butt. I what? saw this. I saw this. Okay, yeah. so. I saw where? The video. Oh, yeah, my goodness. This guy in, or this woman in Burbank, California, caught a guy on video sniffing her butt at Barnes & Noble. This guy had been following her, and so she started recording on her phone. Didn't want to confront the guy because she didn't know what his deal was, but. He's getting his nose down by her butt? Yeah, like, so he finds a reason to get yeah. down low, like on, he's on looking at a book. Like he's looking at the bottom shelf of yeah. books. And then yeah. he, like, leans in and gives her a little sniff. Oh, my It's weird. Gosh. The guy, Khalees Karen uh, Crowder, apparently has had a long history of doing stuff like this. He was supposed to be arrested, um, or he was arrested, but then let out three days later. In spite of a 60-day sentence he was supposed to get for a oh. different crime. Because of equity, of course. Uh, the woman who filmed it couldn't believe that he'd already been let go, considering it all, he'd also peeped in a Glendale home with children yeah. inside just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, my gosh. Is it, this is the audio, yeah. right? Is this real? I think he maybe spent three days in jail. And it's a fact that he's out there just able to do what he's been doing, which is why he's gotten released so many times. I was hoping it'd be longer than just three days. They can't do anything until he's done something really bad to someone. Oh, my God. Well, and, and, ma'am, that's the president of the United States, so <laughs> not a lot we can do. Jeez. What is he, part dog? It's Robert L. Peters. Like a <laughs> furry? Yeah. Sniffer equity? Yeah. Good night. Okay, did you know there was no way we could prevent the cobble bombing? We'll get to that much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. So it's been two years since the debacle of us leaving Afghanistan. And we're hearing now from our government there was no way to prevent that bombing in Kabul. Yeah. So we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the suicide bomber murdering 13 U.S. service members at the airport in Kabul. Uh, families of those victims are wanting someone to take responsibility for the Afghan uh, the Afghan withdrawal. Yeah. No one will, of course. No one's been fired or punished or even apologized to any of these people. Uh, so two main points on the attack. The, the Biden administration handed security of the airport over to the Taliban during the withdrawal. I remember covering it at the time and going, what? I know. And then apparently come to find out the Taliban didn't actually want that responsibility because they didn't think they could keep it secure. They they were going at whoa, 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 hold on a second. We're gonna run a government here, okay? But we're not doing air we're not the TSA, all right? We're not gonna provide security here. We're still and taking our over the country. Say, no, no, you're up to the task. Yeah. 
we we went i mean our our leadership really did like pat the taliban on the head no it's okay little fella you got this one yeah Jeez. then uh sergeant tyler vargas andrews who was a sniper saw the suicide bomber um wanted to take him out asked for orders never got the green light because no one on the ground knew what the hell was going on or who had the authority to give him the green light oh man and so he saw the guy running towards the gate and couldn't do anything about it. Uh, so White House spokesman John Kirby was on CNN and said, hey, you know, there's nothing we could have done about that. John Weasel. Oh, look, I think Central Command, who was the overarching military command, did a pretty exhaustive investigation of this, Jake. And, uh, and they determined uh, that barring any decision that could have impacted mission success, there wasn't much that could have been done to pre- prevent that attack from coming, as tragic as it was. We need to get all these weasels out. It's the only way to restore trust from people in the government. It, it, we're screwed in so many different ways. That's just another example. That guy. I'm just going to switch gears. Okay. Do you want to hear about pennies and McNuggets or uh, Best Buy? Uh, let's do pennies and McNuggets. I don't even know what that I is. I never heard of that one. Customer in Ohio. Said she found three pennies inside her chicken McNuggets. Now, when I say that, do you believe her? There's a picture. Sounds like a value meal to me. Is it a promotion? It's it's food that pays you back. Yeah. Uh, actually, it sounds like the family was pretty calm about it. McDonald's is saying, well, we're going to have to look into this. But you're wondering, is there a lawsuit coming? Is it real? How did they get there? Kind of crazy. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today, if there's one. Um, I mean, honestly, I know that it, it gets repetitive at a certain point, but uh, it, it's it's New York freaking out over the migrant crisis now. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, now that it's landed on their doorstep, it's a big deal, and now you got the state of New York mad at the city of New York, and everybody's backbiting, and the knives are out. It's just, it's actually kind of marvelous to watch i feel i feel bad for a lot of the people directly affected by this but just like you feel bad for the ranchers in texas and arizona right and and you know you have so many people like in new york saying well people are xenophobic we're supposed to be welcoming and then all of a sudden oh wait it's affecting us yeah heck of a deal all right news update straight ahead all right the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins okay I'll tell you what, a couple of things we want to get to. I'll say this, don't even need to spend much time on it. I saw this AP story about Biden's approval rating on the economy. Mm-hmm. It's not very good. How can well, that be? Of course not. 36% of U.S. adults approve. Well, they just don't appreciate what Joe's done for the economy. <laughs> right. We've heard that. I mean, they just don't, they don't know. They don't appreciate it. There's been so much, they I say. I know. Well, it's lots of stuff to process. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Gas prices are going back down again? Oh, wait a minute. No, they're not. I'm going the other way. Of course. Yes. And, you know, this whole... And it was an AP story. This is why I thought it was kind of funny. Um, because it looks like, well, you know, there's been talk about maybe someone running uh, outside of Biden because there are some Democratic people in power that don't think, you know, he has what it takes to win the second term. And they look at Kamala Harris. <laughs> Holy cow. And I mean, her approval is eight points under Trump. Yeah. Well, you think about how many people in this country hate Trump. She's worse. 
Yeah, because I, every time she gets out in front of people, uh, she makes things worse. Not only that, with Trump, you do have a large number of people that love him. Yeah. I think he does a great job. There's not a lot of people that are in Kamala Harris's well, camp. Their own party rejected her early on. They I did. I mean, jeez. That's absolutely true. Yes. Okay, David, you mentioned um, Democrats in New York. They're not quite sure what to do right now with this illegal immigrant problem. Yeah, they're worried about it, not just because of uh, rising crime rates, not just because of people sleeping outside in tent cities and the, the, uh, the, the, the crunch on resources that this has had. Mm-hmm. No, they're worried about it because it might cost them elections coming up. <laughs> Yeah, the, of course. The, the New York Times, sorry, the failing New York Times, interviewed a few Democrat uh, power brokers and, 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 and consultants who said, hey, look, if, if party leaders fail to fix this crisis, it's going to cost them a lot in the next election. After the party lost four House seats on Long Island and in the Hudson Valley to Republicans last year. Uh, Democrat uh, political consultant Charlie King, a former lieutenant governor candidate, said it's just a question of when this all sort of explodes i don't know how long you can evade this and i don't think it gets better in the next 18 to 24 months there's a guy named howard wolfson a former political advisor to michael bloomberg said it's a ticking time bomb and well the strategy of busing migrants to surrounding cities in the state could backfire for us politically there's no question in my mind that the politics of this is a disaster to democrats Yeah, it is. And it's like, well, now you might understand why Republicans have been worried about the border crisis for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like there's a number of issues. Democrats have no idea how upside down they are as far as with the American people. And there was another one. And I mentioned earlier I would play a clip from Vivek Ramaswamy, his interview with Tucker Carlson, because last hour there was some millennial on boomer violence on the show with david going after scott about scott praising vivek ramaswamy and his ten commandments for a conservative i liked his ten commandments Mm -hmm. praising is a strong word but go ahead you said you wanted to get up and cheer okay i didn't say praising him i'd never use that okay what word do you want me to use enthusiastically responding to cheering are you getting sensitive what the well, no, I'm not, not getting the right word to say when you said like, I want to get up and cheer when I read that. I know, that. but I know where you guys are going with this, so go ahead. I'm not going anywhere okay, with that. I'm going to yeah, play you yeah. a clip right. that is yeah. highlighting to me what yes. it, where Democrats have really lost it with yes. people. I get and paid his... to talk about him now, yes. <laughs> do you want to hear the I'm clip the or not? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> He's God. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about the trans issue. And Ramaswamy had said um, trans is in tension with gay. And Tucker went back to it to say, I never hear anybody say that. And then he sort of explained it. And this is where I think Democrats have lost it in a lot of ways with all of the LGBTQ plus when they put everybody all together in that banner. Roll it. Trans is fundamentally in tension with gay. I've not heard anybody say that in public. What do you mean? 
Well, I mean, even, I mean, first of all, it's just starting with the L and the G. Most lesbians don't like gay men and vice versa. But then now you keep adding... I don't think you can say that. It's too true. Uh, and, 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 and you sort of, sort of like further start playing this out. Wait, wait, wait. Trans wait, is this not... totally weird separate thing. That's like So like you're just like matching this like alphabet soup just to create an us versus them destruction of, of modern order. Sorry, I should say I... I... By the way, I think that's something we've talked about several times. Yeah. There's a war going on with that whole group that people like to group all as, as like one people. It's divided in many different ways. I think it's been illustrated by a lot of people, but he calls attention to it. <laughs> Someone in the studio is nodding. Who would know? What you just said is true. It's it's the uh, truth. I mean, really. And so you know, the, 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 the truth is, let's just take, I mean, we could. We could have a lot of fun with this one, but just take some of the suppositions here and see if this logically makes sense, right? Like one of the suppositions in the gay rights movement, which, you know, I'm totally open to this, but it's just partly of how we created gay rights in this country, is that the sex of the person you're attracted to is hardwired on the day you're born, even though there is no gay gene. That's the, Now, if you make it one movement, the LGBT movement, that's the same movement that also now says that your own sex is completely fluid over the course of your life, even though there is a definitive sex chromosome. Like, you can't believe these two things at the same time. They're fundamentally... It's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. And so, and so that's what it reveals what's going on, Tucker, is that... Yes. These are cult-like belief systems, right? Because yeah. if it's a religious cult, then you don't have to... I mean, you don't have any obligation to logic if you're subscribing to a religion. And then he lays out how it's very much like a religion. Yeah. And it's long form, just to give you a little taste of it. I think... He was really good in explaining that, better than I see most try to do. Mm -hmm. Did you did you want to applaud? Did you want to say no, that wasn't I, no, that great? No, I was just letting, letting you do it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Let him speak for himself. Very good. Yeah, yeah I thought I it was good. I don't need to add anything to that. No. Well, it's worth a listen, that whole thing, especially yeah. when he talks about national defense and what he would do as far as Ukraine, Taiwan, um, where we've completely lost the plot defending our country from many different things you're like holy cow that's true um you know israel has the iron dome we don't what are we doing because all these things were you know leaving ourselves open to thought that was pretty interesting here's something i think both of you will agree with because we've talked about this before um and college has become a total ripoff if this is john stossel writing this for the new york post mm -hmm. um and tell me if you disagree with anything he says here. She brings up, you know, it's August, a lot of people going back to college. Said this year, fortunately, fewer will go. And I say fortunately because college is now an overpriced scam. What? Man. Yeah, I take, but true. Overpriced because normal incentives to be frugal and make smart judgments about who should go to college were thrown out when the federal government took over granting student loans. Yep. Because our government basically vomits money at everyone who applies for it. If private lenders gave out the loans, they'd look at whether they were likely to be paid back. Mm -hmm. They'd ask questions like, what will you study? You really think majoring in dance will lead to a job that will pay you enough to pay us back? Nothing against dance, but hey, this is an investment here. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've ever bought a house, you know this. I mean, they're running your credit for a month <laughs> before they even come close to you know signing the the signing off on lending you the money for a house. Yes, it's true. And then I get to this sentence, and it's true, but it makes some people gasp. And the sentence is, many shouldn't even be going to college. Mm -hmm. Oh, everyone deserves to go to college. Everyone should go to college. 
Not really. Not if they don't want to go. Yeah. And not if they're going to major in something that's not going to pay well and it's going to saddle them thousands of dollars in debt. That's stupid. So he goes on to say, today, nearly half of the students given loans don't graduate even after six years. I did not know that stat. No. Holy smokes. And if you're going six years, how far in debt are you? Depends. I mean, I, I, it depends on are you actually a full-time student for six years? Or, I mean, because, like, for me, it took about that long to get a bachelor's degree, but I also, you know, wasn't in school full-time a lot of that time. Right. Oh, you were trying to make it as a musician, too. Yeah, well, there, well mainly just, like, getting high with buddies. But, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go yeah. with a more honorable-sounding one as I was just trying to make it as a musician. And then the dream died. Well, isn't it better to say my music career died because I was just lost at the time and smoking too much weed than yeah. actually I put my music out there and people didn't dig it? <laughs> a lot of guys who are successful smoking a lot of weed, though. Uh -huh. Anyway, back to the college is a ripoff thing. He said college is good for people who want to be college professors or who major in fields like engineering and computer science, things like that. But that's not most people. Government loans encourage everyone to go to college, even if they're not very interested in academics. Yes. Over the past 50 years, college costs rose at four times the rate of inflation. And he gets a little dig in here that I thought was funny. He said when he went to Princeton, tuition was $2,000. It's sixty grand now. Sixty grand. Holy cow. And he said uh, Princeton still teaches by having professors lecture. Super boring. I slept through many. Although today, I guess I should thank Princeton because its tedious lectures inspired me to try to find better ways to present information. That made me successful on TV. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but he also talks about, and we've seen this movement too, that used to be, well, you know, you got to have a college degree to get a lot of different jobs, right? Well... Said so that's no longer true. IBM, Accenture, Dell, Bank of America, Google, other big companies, recognizing the uselessness of many undergraduate degrees, recently dropped college degree requirements. So have state governments in Maryland, Utah, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Alaska, North Carolina, New Jersey, and Virginia. And then, of course, good jobs in the trades like welding, plumbing, don't require a college degree. Trade school programs often take less than two years and cost much less. So it's not one of those things where everybody needs to go. If you want to go, I'm not going to stand in anybody's way. It's, it just has to make sense. Yeah. Boy, people hate on you for saying oh, that, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. It's something, man. Um, just something to throw out there real quick on a lighter note. I saw this making the rounds. What is something you're convinced people are pretending to like? Hmm. They don't really like it. They're just pretending to like it. Uh, Anything come to mind? What Joe, they said in this piece was uh, Crocs. Ah, uh, that's fake news. People love Crocs? Yeah, people really like Crocs. And I'll tell you, as a parent of two little kids, I love Crocs now. They're they're basically like flip-flops that you can oh, yeah. And they can I run couldn't believe they them. made a comeback from yeah. the early aughts. Yeah. About jam bands. <laughs> oh yeah it well, doesn't say that yeah but like widespread panic and all that stuff like well, you know you can't appreciate a song unless it's 15 minutes long with noodling halfway i take it you it. never saw widespread panic no I, I don't even i just use them as an example i have no hate for them i don't really know them but 
a pretty good show. It's just one of those, one, I, just the jam band thing. Just okay. So boring. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, well, yeah. Nobody really likes Bruce Springsteen. I used to like Bruce Springsteen. You did? Yeah. I that did. was that that was legit. I'm not I'm saying if you're listening to it in your car, you dig it. I'm not necessarily a fan today. Yeah. I haven't really paid attention for the last fifteen years, but Oh, you know what they said, David? Something that you actually do like that people said no, they don't they're pretending to like it. That's driving a stick shift. Oh yeah. No, I enjoy it. I really like it. They said if you're doing it by choice, you're dumb. Well, you're an idiot who never learned how to drive a stick, and you're jealous. I can so do there. it, but I don't like to do it. Now I'll give you the source of this piece. Uh-huh. BuzzFeed. Okay, yeah, now it makes a lot <laughs> of sense. Yep. I think they were right about a couple. Uh-huh. Uh, caviar? I don't think I've ever had caviar before. I've heard people say it was terrible, yeah. but people pretend Salty. to like it. Yeah, yeah. you've had it. Yeah, Yeah, I have, and I didn't like it. Where did you have it? Was it some record label thing? Probably, when you were in top yeah. Must radio? have been because it's not, not any sp- meal I would have bought. They no. spent boatloads of money on that stuff. All yeah. that payola. It was like on, a, on the side kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Real fishy and real gross and salty. and ugh. Yeah. Some people think others pretend to like camping. I don't believe that. I know people that love yeah. to camp. I liked it when I did it. Yeah. I think movies are like that, though. Artsy movies where people say they like them and... Yeah. The English patient. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get to a news update. Oh, and set you up with the Friday Five. Coming up right here. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, i to admit something. I went to the Wayback Machine today because all of the talk of Trump and the indictments and saying the election was rigged and how could he still say that? And you go back to February 2021, where Time Magazine had this extended piece yeah. on how the election was rigged. Yeah, but they framed it's it as amazing. a good thing. Yeah. The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. It, it, they were celebrating it. Then if you say it today, oh my God, election denier! No, it was rigged. Some would say legally rigged. But I think some people have pointed out there's a difference between saying rigged and stolen. Mm. And stolen, you got to try to prove. Yeah. And that's often tough to do. But rigged, it was rigged in any number of different ways. Changing the laws, go on and on. we got to get ready for the Friday Five. You know, we've been hearing for, you know, years now, got to get you 10,000 steps a day. That's healthy. Turns out not true. Doesn't need to be 10,000. There are other forms of getting enough exercise per day, but it doesn't have to be 10,000. That's not to say you shouldn't get your walking steps in. Mm-hmm. Just that doesn't need to be the benchmark. And then we're thinking, when's the last time that we did a Friday Five songs with walk in the title? Because there are some great songs that have walk in the title. Mm-hmm. I forget when the record was, when we did this. It doesn't matter. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you're like, okay, well, let's rank this. I don't even remember where we would have had things. And in something rare today with our Friday Five Countdown, Van Camp is suggesting that Scott Robbins saves the list. Yeah, he is the hero of the list today. 
That's hard to believe. This this is going to turn into some sort of mock fest. I don't no, think it's it not. is, I'm honestly. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. If you want to get in early, it's 210-619-2053. The Friday Five Walk Songs. Kicking off next right here. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. Happy times means the countdown. We do it every Friday. Take a little break from news. And the countdown starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, Friday Five today. Well, we found out in that research, you don't need 10,000 steps a day. So, well, that's still a good excuse to do songs with Walk in the title for the Friday Five. And there's some great ones. There's a little controversy today. I'm really surprised. We'll explain when we get there because we go by this criteria. If you've been around the show, you know this. It's how iconic or how big a hit was a song. And then does it stand the test of time? And then you put your personal like score on it. All one to ten. We rank it all. Solid list, but it does seem like there's one song that should be in that five. No, no it's not. It's in the not five. in there. And I think I'm. I today is at least according to me, it's Scott Robbins Appreciation Day because he joined forces with me to defeat the forces of evil. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I'm surprised. I think I know which song you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay, let's get right to it. Uh, Who's first today? Let's talk to Keaton in Washington. Hey, what's going on? Gaten, what you got, man? Hey, uh, this one's a no-brainer, I think, but uh, Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Yeah. That's a walk-off, man. You're going to have a great weekend. Number yeah. one. Dude, you put that in for me. Yeah, I did. Thank you. That's a tasty little trick, isn't it? We were talking about this yesterday, and I said... With Walk This Way, I've heard it a million times, but I will never turn it off because the Joe Perry solos in it are so good. Yeah. And I just love the riff and the song and all that. I know you're a little tired of it, Scott. I'm a little tired of it, yeah. But, I mean, I love Aerosmith. Great song. Now, did everybody have that at number one? Yes, that was uncontested number one. Keaton was right. That's a no-brainer. There you go. You know where the title came from, by the way? Where? They were watching Young Frankenstein, and there's a line in Young Frankenstein where he says, Walk This Way. He said, walk this way, and they all did it together. <laughs> and so that, that was the impetus for I did not know that all that, these years. That song. Thank you, Scott. And now on with the countdown. <laughs> the story behind the song. Now on with the countdown. That's awesome. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Tim in Vancouver. Hey, Tim. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Tim? Well, you know what? I got, when I was a kid, one of my favorite songs, it should be the next national anthem for 2024, Walk by Pantera. <laughs> Freaking right, bro. Yes. Okay. I got to admit, 
I don't know how long I lobbied for this yesterday, trying to squeeze this into the five. Man, I was trying to help you on that. Well, the best we could get for Iconic was six out of ten. Robin's like, I don't know, man. And then, you know, for test of time, all that, and even if I had it at five, it wouldn't have made it. Yeah. It's, I think it's probably my favorite song of all this. And then every time I hear that song, I do think about it. I still can't believe it. But I've been dating my wife for like six, seven months. And she's like, can, can you put that song on like a workout playlist on a cassette for me? <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. She went with me to a Pantera show once. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a keeper. That's like... She was a little frightened. Yeah. I'll admit it. <laughs> did, did she make eye contact with the only other woman in the crowd? Uh, she was on the other side of the arena. I don't yeah. know if they could see each other. Yeah, yeah they're I, just they're just some bands that guys like and girls don't like. Yeah, you know? yeah there's not a lot of women there. It's kind of like an Iron Maiden show back in the day. But anyway. Rush, I mean, Getty Lee saying it from the stage. Hey, thanks to you 10,000 guys and you three women that are here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he was right. All right, who's next? Let's talk to Donnie in Vancouver. Hey, Donnie. Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Donnie, doing great, man. How are you? I'm great. Hey, I was I was on the walk uh, bandwagon myself, but that one was taken. So then I thought, I'll, I'll walk hard by Dewey Cox trio. But then I said, you know what? Let's go with the man, Johnny Cash, and uh, walk the line. Yes. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I lobby for this, too. I keep my eyes Test wide time is kind of tough. I mean, I even with the movie, you could say maybe it got a resurgence, but yeah, I think more uh, there were other songs like Ring of Fire that probably got more play, more of a revival from that movie than, than Walk the Line. Yeah. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole too much. Just a quick question. Do you ever have a Johnny Cash song come up on a playlist mm -hmm. and it stops you in your tracks? Like how good that song is? Yeah. 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 I heard The Beast in Me the other day. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a great song. <laughs> I have I have When the Man Comes Around on it. Oh, yeah. On dude. a mix. That'll I mean, stop you in your tracks. Every time. Whew. Doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'll stop. All right. Songs I'll with reconsider my life title. when I hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Joey in Salem. Hey, Joey. Happy Friday, boys. Joey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, well, all my top three guesses were taken, so uh, I'm, I'm for the first time I'm pulling for Robbins to try to get me on the list. And let's do uh, Walking in Memphis. It was the top forty hit. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. That is hilarious. With my feet I with we spent some. Why is it jumping all over? The child, I, said, Man, I don't know. I we had some conversation about this song yesterday. And I don't remember if you had it in your five or not, Scott. He I, did. I, I think I did. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The test of time on that gets hurt a little, doesn't it? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't hear it much. Well, the state okay. of Memphis these days, it's almost an ironic song now. No doubt. That's true. Yeah, I remember you loving that song. Oh, great Scott. song. Mark Cohn. Yeah. Yes. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Carl in Seattle. Hey, Carl. Hey, calling you from the left coast with an oldie but a goodie, and I think it's going to be Bud Light's new theme song. Uh, I think it was Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons saying, Walk Like a Man. <laughs> Dude, that is hilarious. 
I'm like, there is nobody that's going to be calling for that today. And sure enough, dude, you came through. Nice. I don't know if you ever heard like the remake of this, Sing Like a Man by Pantera. <laughs> no, it's I really good. That. It's really good. You know, he's like 89 years old and still touring. I did not know that. He was just in our really? town like a week ago. Wow. Yeah. I legit did not know that Frankie Valley was still alive. Yes, he is. Not only alive, but still performing. Wow. See, you learn something on this show, don't you? Yeah. Wow. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Washington. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. Speaking of someone who makes the average American salary of $500,000 a year, I'm a big <laughs> fan of baby beer gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right, my song from one of the best female vocalists of all time, Patsy Cline, Walking After Midnight. That's a great pick, Woody. I go out walking after midnight out in Stating the obvious. You know who does a great remake of that? No, it's not Tesla. <laughs> great white. The Cowboy Junkies. Oh. oh. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's really yeah. good. Really good. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to John in Virginia. Hey, John. Hey, how are you? Doing great, John. How are you, buddy? Hey, I was, I'm doing good. I was going to try and have you guys play um, Jason Aldean, you know, try that by why walking in a small town but that's not in the title so it's right. walk of light by dire straits and i love you guys i tell you that i, I I'm, I'm obsessed with listening to your show well i hope you so, still will yeah. be after this sad news this song is not in the top five no okay no now before we get into any more of this you need to know for whatever reason David hates Mark Knopfler with a passion yeah. unrivaled. Well, he's a he's a horrible person, and it's because. Good did you say horrible? Only horrible people write songs yeah, like this. Yeah, good people don't write songs like that. I have walked out of a store because that song was on the music. Oh boy! I walked into a store. I think I texted you as it happened. I walked into a store. And that song comes, I hear, and I walk right out. I'm done. I'm not doing this. So, John in Virginia, I love you. I hope you still love the show. But, no, I'm, I, again, I, I, I'm so grateful for Scott Robbins for joining with me to defeat the forces of evil and make sure that Dire Straits' walk of life did not wind up in the top five. I don't hate him. I mean, I don't hate him. I, I don't hate him. I See, like I'm trying some to praise you, man, and you just. Keep... I know, I know, I know. What the, the, the I it just. I, I don't think, even remember. Did you not have it in your five? No, I, I think didn't. I'm permanent. I think I'm permanently burnt out. Holy cow! Are you serious? I think I, well, I don't. It's my personal like. I just I'm not a fan of the song at all. But that's just me. Okay. All right. Just by the criteria. Okay. Now. Uh, Granted, would I listen to Pantera Walk a million times before I'd listen to the Dire Straits again? But if you look at the hit factor, that was a ten. It was a, it was a pretty big hit, yeah. 
uh, across formats and then test of time. That's like a 10. It starts I, I don't with a score know about 20. test of time on it. Dude. So I don't know yeah, about that. Yeah, test of time is really good on it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. I mean, again, Mark Knopfler is pure evil. But test but, of time. What? Anyway, it was, it was, yeah. I didn't, it didn't get enough points from me. But it got clipped by Mark Cohn. Holy cow. On my list, yes. <laughs> That's wild. But there's a lot of Dire Straits songs I like, so. Okay. Uh, wow, I cannot believe that's not the five. I'll be cranking Twisting by the Pool later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we still got to get to number five. And number four. And number three. And number two. Oh, wow. Songs with Walk in the title. The number 210-619-2053. We'll wrap it up next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we got a news update to get to in the Scott Robbins trifecta. Before we get there, we got to wrap up Friday Five, which is songs today with Walk in the title. There's your number one, Walk This Way, Aerosmith. And we're still looking for two, three, four, and five. We have had great honorable mentions. The likes of Four Seasons, Pantera, and others. I'm going to be stuck on Panther. Uh, okay, back to it, David. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Carl in Portland. Hey, Carl. Hey, gentlemen. First of all, let me just say as a Generation Xer, I'm very disappointed that Walk in the Shadows by Queensryche was nowhere oh. on your list. Dude, that's and a great I'm album cut have to, from Rage uh, for Order. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. And I'm going to have to address the rumor that when somebody was teaching their child to walk that they taught baby chuck to walk like an egyptian by the Bengals. <laughs> well played hey, number five you would have played this on your top 40 morning show scott oh sure yeah this is a big one. Oh, huge is this cultural appropriation now i don't know hmm Susanna Hoffs is is just still a, a, a bright ray of sunshine. I agree. And as, yeah. the, as the cool kids say, she has kept it tight all of these years. She's a very pretty lady. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we still got two, three, and four to get to. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hello. Hey, Hi, Mary. Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. And to you, Mary. What you thinking hey. today? You always come in strong. Well, uh, hoping to, as we're uh, twisting by the pool here, I'm going to go yes. with um, Walk on the Wild Side by Hey Babe, Lou Reed. Lou Reed. <laughs> hey Babe, take a walk on the wild side. Uh, great timing. Said Hey Babe, take a walk on the wild side. And the colored girls go do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
in the five was way bigger. Oh, certainly. Because I think, man, that's probably my second favorite song out of the five. That's a really good song. Okay, who's next? Let's talk to Chris in Washington. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Chris. What you thinking? I haven't heard, haven't heard about these guys in a long time, but uh, walking on the sun from Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number three. So don't you I love this song. It's really fun. It's, it's such a cool intro. It's such a cool sounding song. I was kind of heartbroken when I found out that the lead singer is actually a D-bag, like big time. Yeah, takes himself bad. way too seriously. It's like, dude, you're you're the all star band. I'm sorry. It's yeah. fine. Walking on. You the don't sun, like it, do you, Scott? It's all right. I mean, uh, I I played it, but you didn't like it. No, it wasn't in my favorite. It was, you know, it was okay. Okay. I didn't hate it. I just was like, eh, it is. That's fine. You know. Oh, we got time. We got to get to number two yet. Yeah. Can we play number two? Yeah, let's go ahead and get to number two. What'd you say? I can't believe we didn't get a call on this one. Surprises me. Well, especially you from your top 40 background. Number two. Big hit. Test the time's up there, right? Yeah, I mean, people still know it. Plays at ballparks everywhere. Yeah. I would never choose to play it. But I'm not going to deny. I mean, that's what you do. That's why we got the three criteria for the one. It's summertime. It's it feels warm every time I hear it, you know? Yeah, you like it. I do like it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can't argue taste, right, Scott? I've often said that. This is the Markley Van Camp for Robin Show. Okay. So now, focusing on news again, if there's one big story today, David, what would it be? Ooh, there was a uh, tragedy that happened earlier this week in Pasadena, Texas, south of Houston. Uh, and there has been a disturbing update to this. Oh, um, and it involves I, I, I it it involves well an illegal immigrant that was led in by Joe Biden's administration and the death of a young girl. Oh man! And uh, so I, I'm just seeing this update now from Allie Bradley, who's done a whole lot of uh, really solid work for News Nation okay. at the border. So we can get to that, and yeah, it's sick. all right. Oh, man. All right. Get to that update. And the Scott Robbins drive back. That's straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you very much for being here. News update, David Van Camp. There's a tragic story uh, earlier this week. 11-year-old girl named Maria Gonzalez. She lived in uh, Pasadena, Texas, South Houston. Um, she texted her dad the other day saying someone was knocking on the door family members checked in but didn't see or hear anything when he got home he was looking for her couldn't find her uh she was dead and stuffed under her bed and so police have been looking for who did it and they have identified a person of interest who is on the run right now uh he is a guy named juan carlos garcia rodriguez he's from guatemala and he arrived about six months ago According to Ali Bradley on News Nation, got here. He was 17 at the time, uh, so he was an unaccompanied minor uh, who was turned over to Health and Human Services and then released. Current address is listed as the apartment complex where the little girl was sexually assaulted, strangled, 
put into a trash bag and hidden under her bed. Um, he's 18 now uh, and on the run uh, right now. Of course, he hasn't had a court appearance to, to verify his claims or anything like that of asylum and, and whatnot uh, because they're making those appointments years out now because of the crush at the border. Uh, there's going to be a news conference held in about half an hour uh, in Pasadena, Texas. Um, I, his sponsor, remember how they were talking about making it a more fair and equitable uh, uh, way of entering the country? Oh, yeah. And you could have your sponsor, and you just download this app and whatnot. Tell us you're coming. Tell us you got somebody. His sponsor lives in Louisiana. He's living in South Houston. You get so infuriated. Yeah, you do. Not hearing these stories. Yeah. And so if it turns out he's the guy, somebody somebody in the Biden administration has to answer for this nonsense. I this get so frustrated. And I know. It, and in the end, instead of saying something that's going to get us all in a lot of trouble, I'm just thinking. Tell them that God's going to cut them down. Tell yeah. them that God's going to cut them down. So many of these things never needed to happen. It is so frustrating. Um, and you hate to even talk about it, to be honest with you, but that's part of what's going on in the news. you got to tell people what's going on. Okay, switching gears, the trifecta. Robbins, you ready for I your big so. three? I think so, yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, all right, mm -hmm. bring this thing up. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kaso. Hey, buddy. You coming over this weekend? Gotcha. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Three. Never Number does. three. <laughs> President Biden is apparently obsessed with the coverage of his son, Hunter. This is a weird story. Um, you know, you wonder about this stuff because compartmentalizing things, right? I mean, when your kids are going through something, and he is, of his own making, that Biden, they say, is now obsessing over the coverage of Hunter. There's a deep reluctance, as the reporting shows, to raise this with the president because he's stuck <laughs> with his sorry, son. Man. This is comical so far. I know. And in private... They've heard reports that he's obsessed with all the negative coverage. He's concerned, and it's an irritant. Well, I don't know if it's because so much of it is, well, it's, that's my son, or, oh, my gosh, this is coming back to me. I think right. it's a little bit of both, actually. And that's understandable. But one of the allies around him wanted to raise something because uh, they needed to, and it uh, just derailed the conversation. And apparently Joe got really hot and started yelling at the person. That's well, not surprising. He loses his temper a lot. Hunter Biden is not a topic of discussion. Campaign meetings, period. Except he didn't say it like this. He said, how did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> I hope it is eating him up inside. I hope he's miserable. I hope he's losing sleep over it. He should. Well, he never answers questions about it, that's for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, think about all, all that money that came into the family, yeah. between 20 and $30 million. That's not disputable. I mean, that's just fact. Oh, no, it was on the up and up, really. Hunter was doing great work for the 
businesses. <laughs> Give me a freak. Everybody break. got a cut of the action except for Joe Biden. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Right. Believe that. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day up to number two. This is kind of an interesting story. Trans women banned from competing in women's chess events. This is funny. The World Chess Federation ruled that transgender women cannot compete in its competitions for women until officials can assess the gender change. Hmm. The advocacy av- av- groups, of course, and activists are criticizing the decision. I mean, I'll admit here, I'm a little surprised because I didn't realize that there were separate men and women's competitions even in chess. I didn't know. I don't watch chess close enough. But they're saying change of gender is a change that has a significant impact on the player's status and future eligibility to tournaments. Therefore, it can only be made if there is a relevant proof of the change provided. In other words, drop trow. In the event the gender was changed from male to female, that player has no right to participate in any official events for women until a decision is made. And we haven't made it yet, they said. Now, I thought it was interesting because this is not a sport that requires strength, right? Well, it's not a sport. What is it? It's a game. It's a game? It's a game, yeah. It's a game, okay. I think you didn't see Queen's Gambit. No, I I didn't. Uh, There's winners and losers. Well, hold on a second. I can tell by your... Dismissive tone. Well, I mean, no, I, I didn't, didn't see Queen's Gambit unless it was really good. Freddie Mercury and Brian May were in it. <laughs> I thought that show was really interesting, to be honest. Well, the new guidelines on trans competitors in chess, they say, are infuriating, confusing, and contradictory, and a sign that the anti-trans movement, particularly for those who are promoting exclusion in sports, their words, not mine, are spreading into other areas of competitive sport, and is a very disturbing development. Oh, whatever. So, so is there something, too, that is it something in brain wiring that they're saying, yeah, that's that'd be an advantage? You know, I, I don't that's know why they have a separate category. I, it would seem to me you wouldn't have to have one, but they do. Yeah, I'd, I'd plead ig- ignorance on that one. I, I did not realize that they would have gender-based chess tournaments either. I had no idea. They do say that having female only makes it more attractive for younger girls to become involved mm. in the game of chess. Now, whether that has anything to do with it or not, I don't know. Or are they saying men have just bigger brains and are better at chess? I don't know. I mean, you say that, that Silicon Valley, you're going to get fired. Yeah. It's happened before. Chess is a great game. Uh, you well, don't I, like pl- I played it. You don't. You wouldn't play me in chess 10 years ago. I know, but I don't re- I'd have to relearn the game because, <laughs> I mean, I played it every day from like sixth grade through ninth grade. Every Did you day. like it? Yeah, we, pl- we played all the time. Why wouldn't you play me? I, because I don't remember uh, the game. I'd have to go back and remember the game again. Which way the pieces move, all that Okay, stuff. all right. That's why I wouldn't play you. And besides that, if I would win, we'd just keep playing until you won. And God, <laughs> I might be here all day. Well, it was an old producer where he and I ended up playing. And you're like, no, I'm not. I don't want to play. Well, I didn't want to play okay. because I died after. I get it after. It's been like since I was a That's freshman fine. in high school. No problem. All right. Okay. Yeah. Say it again. No, we got to move on, Casey. He's mm-hmm. ready to go. It's... Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, zoo gorillas are addicted to TikTok. They're addicted to cell phones. Yeah. They're addicted to phones with videos on them. People are showing them to these gorillas, and they just, they're mesmerized by it. They're addicted now to people showing them videos on their phones. As a matter of fact, it's gotten so bad in one of the zoos that while they were showing the video, one of the other gorillas tried to pick a fight with another one, and he wouldn't have anything to do with it because he was watching videos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they said, this is funny but trippy on how phones are affecting us. 
evolutionary, like perpetually sidestepping us into a different kind of realm. And it's true. It is rewiring our brains. It, it is, and they're proving it. They say this is bizarre to think about. It's one thing to consider its effect on humans. It's another to consider it's also having an effect on animals. To what degree or extent? Well, we won't know. Yet, anyway. We're studying. We're finding out. But they are mesmerized by it. Yeah. They can't stop watching. You take the phone away, they get mad. <laughs> they're like kids. You don't want to get those guys, yeah. dude. They're just, like, give, right. just give they're, the gorillas their own TikTok channel and let them go. They're, yeah, they're, they're kids that can rip your limbs out of your sockets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They wow. say they take them away, they become angry. Like, we're not showing any more video. Oh! <laughs> and there you go. They go it. all Planet of the Apes on them. Uh, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Well done. Yeah. As always. Um, what? Want another one? Well, I have another story. Oh, okay. I don't know if you want another one, no, Scott. Go ahead. That's fine by this me. This is kind of wild. This is... I saw this story today. I hadn't seen anywhere else. Maybe you guys saw it somewhere else this week. Um, about doctors in New York that transplanted a genetically engineered pig kidney into a patient mm-hmm. who's brain dead and donated his body for research. And it's still functioning over a month later. Wow. Now, people are saying, and this would be experts, I don't think we all have a different opinion of what expert means anymore, but experts say it could be a major breakthrough for organ donation. Mm-hmm. Genetically engineered pig kidney. Well, and the good thing is that your pee smells like bacon. Mm. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. You can hear the Well, sizzle. I suppose if you had no other options and this could save well, you. Well, yeah, I mean, why not try it, right? I mean, the donation thing is a tough deal. Yeah, man. The transplant thing. You could be on transplant lists for a long time. I've heard that, yes. Another story, that tattoos are the hot new party favor at weddings. I saw a video what of this. What does that mean? Uh, well, means so you got the reception, and a lot of times people planning weddings want to do something completely different. It's like, oh, I just don't want the normal stuff. What could we do that would be sort of innovative, something different, something cool? And so apparently this has started where they bring a tattoo artist in and it's not giving away tattoos for free. It costs you 60 bucks and they're not going to do a full sleeve or anything like that, but they'll do an outline. And some people are saying, well, yeah, that way you can always remember, you know, our day. Okay. Yeah, but what happens in our day stops being our day. <laughs> That was the other question people yeah, were yeah. bringing up. What's the divorce rate again? Do right, I really want exactly. to remember that? Yeah. But, I mean, if if you are a tattoo artist, I mean, and you're just going to do the outline, well, the person's got to come back at some point, right? It's, I mean, that's yeah. 60 bucks right there. They're going to come back unless they just want the outline, which yeah. I don't think a lot of people do. They want it shaded in or whatever. But always trends that are happening. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. All right, got to get to another news update. And... Oh, yeah, I got a couple good ones, man, uh, for Nimrods in the News <laughs> that you do not want to miss. It's really been an honor for me. Okay, see you, bud. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Casey. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw a report that Best Buy had to take their social media profile on X, formerly Twitter, down to private. Why is that? It was exposed for pushing the discriminatory training program. That excludes whites. Hmm. Their management training program. Hey, you want to be a manager here? Uh, we got this uh, 
this uh, training program. And it's all cool if you want to apply. But if you're going to apply, you must identify as black, Latino, Hispanic, Asian, or Pacific Islander. Oh, just identify as. Yes. You don't have to really be then. Oh, okay. Well, you know that rule. I know. I'm still That's trying to I'm figure saying. it out. Mm-hmm. It's beyond the pale. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes. To say you're a different race, you can't do that. Ask Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. Now, if you want to say that you're a woman when you're a dude, that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. But to claim that you're a different race. I don't know why they mm-hmm. discriminate like that. I believe I am, therefore I am. Hey. Mm-hmm. It's my truth. That's right. I'm tired of living a lie. i got to come out as, a, wait, as an Asian Pacific guy. Wait a minute. But I, I can identify as Latino, right? Because they are uh, what they're they're white adjacent or something like that according to the left now hispanic oh, is or yeah. asian yeah white adjacent hispanic, no, hispanic. or asian yeah. either one uh, yeah white, okay. white adjacent New asian was yes. okay under the same umbrella yeah yeah well now i've got a different question what if you're say pacific islander mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but you identify as white then are you out i don't I don't know. In, in, the, in the strictest definition, yes. So basically any form of whiteness, you're out. Because you think you're a white guy. Why would you do that? It wrecks your chances. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, apparently Liberty Mutual is doing the same thing. Hmm. Well, Their program is called the Connected Leaders Academy. Whitey need not apply for that training program. Whitey need not apply. Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> that's, no, that's, Whitey's allowed. That's my line, yes. but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how they want to wordsmith it, but that's pretty much it, isn't it? What if, what if I believe that Barry White is the greatest vocalist of all time? Am I then a white supremacist, regardless of the color of my skin? Yeah, because you support white. Yeah. Yeah, and somewhere in your history, you used to listen to Jack White. So that's that true. would exclude you. Yeah. You had a baseball card of Frank White. Here we go. Now it's time for Nimrod to roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Uh, We start with an update. Uh, Remember the crazy Kansas City Chiefs super fan that robbed banks allegedly so he could afford to go to games? Uh, he's been indicted now. What is this? 11 counts of money laundering, one count of bank theft, four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines. Holy cow. Hmm. Xavier Babadar, super fan of the Chiefs, goes by the name Chiefsaholic online. <laughs> well, if you remember the story, he was linked to eight robberies during a nine-month span last year. Yeah. So he'd rob banks, launder the money through casinos in the Midwest, and then use the funds to attend Chiefs games. That's right. <laughs> That's a real fan. No, that, yeah. That's going above and beyond. Yeah. It is. Can't, can't doubt, doubt the loyalty at all there. Um, but, yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. And then I uh, got a story about somebody going to a drive-in in Massachusetts and then left without their car. So you had all these people online making, dude, where's my car references? <laughs> car was later picked up and now police in connecticut looking for a guy who robbed a liquor store and that's the thing (laughs) you give the description if it's hair something like that people could be looking for it i don't know if this guy's going to be wearing this hat everywhere but they're going with the descriptor of the hat (laughs) because on the hat 
It says, make money, not friends. <laughs> well. Do you just retire the hat? Then I think you have to, right? Yeah. And that's Nimrod's in the news.